dyslexic? Did I miss some letters here? <laughs> I hate you. Dude, that was so Somebody good. shut those kids up. This is a goddamn explicit show. <laughs> goddamn explicit. Welcome to the Eric and Gabe show. It's Monday, you sons of bitches. So we got another hot one planned for you, of course. Uh, Eric, what are we getting into? Yeah, I can't believe you just started the show that way. Um, sons yeah. of bitches. All right, so today... We're going to go over our fantasy draft. Uh, we're going to be doing the best R&B groups of all time. So, ladies, grab hold of your panties. Got you wetter than an otter's pockets. And then after that, we're going to be talking about the Steelers and why the NFL ain't messing with Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, Who? it's a good thing. Maybe he should consider the NBA. Who knows? Maybe. Um, and then on this week's Rapper Rumble, we've got matched up two powerhouse rap groups that went at it. We're going to get into that. Yes, and then after that, we're going to be getting into some new music from a Los Angeles-based artist named Tyler Yahweh. Ooh, looking forward to that. You ready to go? Let's get it. We are live for another episode of the Eric and Gabe Show. You know what? I really have nothing planned. It's just kind of okay. winging it. It's a lot like getting the prettiest girl at the Walmart. He takes pride in producing his own songs, mm-hmm. and his production is trash. Dude, this damn mic make me sound fat. I don't I think, think you sound fat. <laughs> I'm always on the music hunt. I'm always looking for, for new music. The internet is ranting and raving. What the heck are you doing? That's what I'm talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Eric and Gabe Show. The show of music, news, sports, advice, and whatever else happens around here. Yes. I'm one half of the Eric and Gabe Show. Musical artist, audio engineer, and the biggest ding-dong in the room, Gabe Estrada. <laughs> and my name is Eric Guzman, the other half of the Eric and Gabe show. I'm the guy that's more likely to judge you by your shoes and look at those before making eye contact with you. So, welcome to the show, everybody. Yes, welcome, everybody. We got another hot episode planned for you. Um, I actually took a, a, a trip this weekend. To, yes. to Los Angeles, uh-huh. um, went to the Young and Reckless live convention, and it was a lot of fun. I actually made some really good connections, listened to some motivational speakers, some life coaches, and uh, just got some really useful information from that. So. I would say so. Like I wasn't there, but that was the most you had contacted me in probably a three-year span. Like I think you texted me and called me around 10 times in one day which i'm like yeah like you were motivated by life and then you ran into someone uh yeah i uh i was at the grove which is a, a shopping center out in la and i was just minding my business and this fucking dinosaur walked <laughs> by me and it was totally um wow space in his name lamar lamar odom <laughs> I just had a brain fart. I was like, oh, no, this this name's coming up, and I'm drawing a blank on it. But, yeah, Lamar Odom just totally walks by me. So I was like, hey, what's up, man? And I was like, huge fan, doing your thing. You know, I love you. just chopped it up. Just chopped it up a little bit. And I always do this thing where I I know I never take pictures with people. I'm the same way. I feel like I don't want to bug them, you know? Yes. So I'm always the type of person who will, like, have the conversation and, like, say what I want to say and get out. (laughs) Well... See you later. <laughs> yep, that's pretty much what it was like. I don't. I didn't want to bug him. That's awesome. Well, so tell a, a little bit about what you know. It's motivational speaking, right? Are you trying to get your life right? Are you trying to become an investor? Like, what was this about? So uh, for me, I mean, I'm a, I'm always working on a lot of stuff. Obviously, this podcast, music, um, basically just trying to pick up hints and tricks of successful people and the things that they've done and the mindset that they're in when they're doing those things. And above all, like I'm just a person who doesn't enjoy talking to strangers much. Mm. So what I kind of forced myself to do was to just go out there and talk to strangers, make some connections. And, you know, I, I feel like that was probably the biggest thing I got out of it was just putting myself out there, which is something Connect. I've struggled with. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm, I'm the exact same way. I'm not a big fan of going out and talking with people. And it's funny because we should be promoting like what we do. Exactly. But the last thing that I go and do is tell people about what I've accomplished musically, which you think should be 
the first thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's um, you always kind of feel weird talking about yourself, I guess. Yeah. Which is which is something I also kind of picked up is you know make those people feel like they're the most important people in the room. You know, like talk to them, <laughs> get their ideas, like you know. Make right. them the subject of the conversation, and I, I feel like that always works pretty well. So For sure. Well, the, hopefully we're going to be able to turn things around here. We're going to try some new techniques as far as our own personal lives and the Eric and Gabe show. Mm-hmm. And so from the people out there, we want to hear from you guys. So be sure to send in your music, your draft ideas, advice questions, You know which rappers you'd like to see fight in our rapper rumble. You can send all that to the Eric and Gabe show at gmail.com. And of course, yes. follow us on Instagram at the Eric and Gabe Show. Do not forget to follow us on there. Eric, you want to get into this fantasy draft? Oh, I am beyond ready for this one. It is heating up. I'm getting my baby oil. I'm ready. Mm. It's a dream team fantasy draft. It's a dream team, dream team. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time for our Dream Team Fantasy Draft. This is a Mm -hmm. segment where we take a different topic each week. Gabe and myself, we take turns picking one at a time. We're going to pick five of what we consider the best R&B groups of all time. We're going to put it up online, and you guys are going to get the vote for who you think the winner is. Now, Gabe, last week we did the Best Friend Fantasy Draft. That was... You know, who we get to pick five people who we thought would be the best circle of best friends to have. We got our results in. It was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Of course, your favorite line. I thought <laughs> we should go back and see how many times. Like, you I, say it every draft. I always think it's going to be I a landslide. I'm so surprised that you were anywhere near me with my picks because I thought it was going to be a landslide again. In it was very close. It was not. It was super close. A nail biter, if you will. Eric, yes. you ended up with fifty one percent, and I ended up with forty nine. So it doesn't get any closer. And by the numbers, it came down to one vote. It was. It was, it was one vote away one from vote. a tie. So I would like to thank those extra fan- fans that um, I paid, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I went out. I hit the streets. I tried to get some votes. So um, it paid off for me. Yeah. So uh, I forgot the fidget spinner. Um, so we're going to have to identify a way to do this. I don't know if you want to do Indian leg wrestling or if you wanted to do rock, paper, scissors. I don't know what would work best. <laughs> Indian leg wrestling? <laughs> I mean, we have both options. We can get on the floor right now, see who's got the, the, long, the, the glutes, or we can take it to the, the hands. No homo. Let's, all right. Let's take, you know what, let's take it to the hands. One, two, three, shoot. Yes. All right. Best two out of three, or are we just going one single? A single one. Single, gets okay. A, one, One, two, three, shoot. Oh, ho, ho. Bow. I got paper over rock. Gabe gets first Gabe pick. Gabe gets first pick. I think that was rigged. I would like to demand a recount, but I don't know what they'd be counting, so go did, ahead. Did you know that, that mentally... Never mind. I'm not going to give up my rock, paper, scissors secret. Anyway, um, for the first pick of Damn. the R&B draft. You better not pick my first pick. Of all time. I have to go. Don't do it. Boys to men, doggy. Damn it! Mm-hmm. They got oh. the classics. I gotta have boys to men on my team. If we're gonna make the panties wet, you gotta have them. I can't. Yes, that, like, there's... I think we could probably just throw in the towel on this one. Like, I think you can go boys to men, one, two, three, four, and five. You could throw SpongeBob SquarePants in there, and that's going to be a lock for you. I don't um, know, Eric. Let's let's try to make it interesting at least. Yeah, so for my next, my number one pick, since you went with Boys to Men, you took that away from me. I got to go with a duo here who, classic love songs, they don't have as many as Boys to Men, but I got to go with Casey and JoJo. Nice. That was actually going to be my next pick. So you have complicated it for me, but yeah, you got to have Casey and JoJo as well. It. You know what's funny? I was thinking about them as a pick. They only had like four or five songs. Yeah, they don't have like a huge catalog for the hits, but... The ones that they did were like powerhouses. Oh yeah, yeah, they had some good ones. All right, ones are down. Boys to Men versus KG, Casey and JoJo, and I, I took that loss there. I did, damn it. All right, so for my number two pick, uh, 
I am gonna go ahead and take New Edition. Really? Yep. Another classic group. Okay. And I'm not gonna waste my my one that I'm worried about getting because I know that you're not gonna pick them. I hope. Ooh. So I'm gonna pick them next. Okay. I hope anyway. I have a number two here that was a little bit off the wall, a little bit different. I don't know when people think about you know an R&B group. I don't know if they think about them because they're females. Okay. My number two pick is gonna be TLC. TLC. Okay. Um, they definitely crossed my mind as well. I wrote them down. Um, they were more of a uh, safety net pick for me. Ooh. But, they yeah, you know what? You got to have the girl power. You might get some votes on this great one. Great catalog, solid hits. I love them. Okay, well, you didn't take my number three. Okay. I was very concerned with getting this group because this is my favorite R&B group. Really? Of all time. Made my favorite album, one of my favorite albums oh, I'm gonna of all time. Hold on, let me put down this guess real quick. Uh-huh. Give me a second. I'm a, I'm, I think I know who this is. Okay, go ahead. Pretty Ricky, dog. Yep, that's mm-hmm. who I had. <laughs> you gotta have Pretty Ricky, Blue Stars. Yes. That, that is the album. You know what's funny is I had them on my list, and I, I think they're amazing, but I don't know that a lot of people went album hunting for the tracks like we did as audio heads mm-hmm. they just listened to whatever was on the radio and left it at that but like that blue star album front to back was every solid. single song is so good and like i think that was the weird thing about that album was that it kind of caught on as an entire album like when people talked about blue stars they knew the whole album at least where i was from yes. i don't know so yeah that was a great album good pick there they were on my list all right, so to match your pretty Ricky for my number three, I got to go with the New Age Boys, the Heartthrobs, B2K. Nice. They're definitely on my list and probably would have been my next one. So that one hurts a little bit. Love B2K. But you got to have some B2K. B2K, you got the lady jumping and keep the party. You got served, up. all of them in that? Oh. Man. <laughs> So good. The worst writing in a movie ever, but that movie was so bad, it was good. It was so bad, it was so good. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I got a number four pick now. Okay, okay. Um, This one, it might surprise you. I don't know. Another one of my classic favorites. Don't do it. I got to go 112. Oh, they were on my list. I liked 112. Yeah. I, I, I like some of their older stuff and it, they were another one's kind of like pretty ricky where you know like peaches and cream mm. but like like the song cupid cupid was a like oh, it's still i still listen to it to this day yep it's amazing good, good stuff great pick there i like 112 all right i got three on my board and i don't think you're gonna pick any of them I don't, you know, I'm going to throw this one out there, and we didn't talk about it, but, and I don't know if you're going to, con- to me, I think they're R&B, like, original R&B. Okay. That's the Temptations. Mm, I'll accept it. Like if you want them, you can have them. I, I just think that they're a classic singing about the love. I mean, it wasn't as, like, when you think rhythm and blues, like, that is a r- original boy r&b yeah i would give you that one if you want that that'll be my number four the temptations classic group i love them i that a lot of inspiration comes from them yeah definitely got some classics um last pick what are you gonna do mm. i got two on my list and i'm curious to see if you're gonna pick one of them all right this is gonna be another personal pick for me not what you think about when you think of like the classic R&B. They came a little bit later, but the way that they were formed as a powerhouse group. Day 26. Really? Yep. They have a couple albums that I love. They got some songs that I love. So, I got to definitely go Day 26. got They definitely got tracks that I love. I was a huge fan of Making the Band. I watched all of it. 
the Donnie Klang movement. He was the one-off that didn't make the band but got the solo career. Yeah, I'm, solid pick. I just don't think people are going to know them. I think you'll be surprised. I, I think I'm going to be surprised if this is close. I, <laughs> I'm surprised it was so close this week. I'm going to have to really go out and solicit votes for this one. You will. All right, so I got two here, and I am stuck between the two. But I think I'm going to go for the one that is more recognized, and that's going to be All for One. All for One? Simply for one song. Uh-huh. I swear. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's that's all they got, but... Everyone knows it. Like At every high school dance, at every middle school dance, to this day, that song is still being played. Very true. They did have... They had an A classic. And that's all it takes a to make this list. One classic. Apparently. So. <laughs> well, I mean, Day 26 didn't have any classics, and they made the list. You know, but they had some special ones to me, and that's all that matters. Um, so, my list ended up being Boys to Men, New Edition, Pretty Ricky, 112, and Day 26. It's all right. Started strong, ended a little, eh. Okay. My... Top five are going to be Casey and JoJo, to TLC, B2K, The Temptations, and All for One. Nice. It will be interesting to see what happens, so we are yes. going to throw that up on Instagram, on the poll, as usual, and you guys get to decide the winner. Get so out there and vote. Don't let me down. They shouldn't. Fucking if you don't vote for man. me, I will burn your house down. <laughs> All right, let's get on to something just as... Um, creating just as much controversy as burning down someone's house. True. A lot of people are angry about this, Gabe. Yeah, some are angry. Some are saying it's about time. You know, it's it's subjective is what this list is and what it's always going to be. Yeah, and I, I'm excited to get into this. So go ahead and explain what it is, and I will, I will start firing off. Yeah, so uh, T.I. has a new podcast called Expeditiously. Super good podcast. I mean, he's a super good lis- person to listen to. Really good interviews and stuff. But anyway, he did a two-parter on on his podcast, uh, basically just making a top fifty list with a couple of his friends. Um, I believe Killer Mike was involved, or I don't know exactly who it was, but a couple other people were in the room with him. You know, checking his ideas and bouncing ideas off each mm-hmm. other. So uh, they came up with a top 50 list for hip-hop. And uh, from what I understand from listening to it, they kind of based it off of the impact that the artist has had um, on on hip-hop and, you know, the community of hip-hop and everything like that. So uh, they put together this list. I want to get right into it and kind of hit some some key things and see what, what we think about it. Yeah. So number one. They got Tupac. Okay. Um, starting there, I mean, that's the the most important spot you can be sitting at, and hip hop is number one, of course. And they have Tupac sitting there. Mm-hmm. Eric. Yeah, we've we've discussed this before. So first, let me like, it, which goes in with the number one in this entire list, is like, why? Like the fact that people are upset about this. Uh huh. Like, why? Why does it matter who T.I. thinks is his top 50? It's just, I think it's always been, like, a prideful conversation of, like, you know, people ride hard for the artists that they love. And, like, lists have never, there's never been an official list, so, you know. And you can't make an official list. And you can't, but, like, I feel like for the first time, this is the closest to, like, an official sort of thing, I guess, you know. So, getting into my thoughts on Pac as being number one, that to me, that's a hard pass. A hard? Why? Explain. I gotta hear. So, again, we, we covered this in a... Because, like, as an influential person, as somebody who what took he, that to that next level but of... what did he influence? But, like, okay, think about it this way. Compare the rhyming of Run DMC to Tupac, right? Like... Run DMC was very one and a two and a three and a four with not a whole lot of right. aggression and like emotion behind it. I think Tupac was the one that started that whole entire idea of just that energy in music. Um, I got to give that to him. 
Yeah, I again, I don't. I've and I've always thought this. I don't think Tupac would be as big as he is if he didn't die. Okay. Musically, I think you he, think so, he huh? turns. I think he turns activist. I I don't know. I still think if he was alive, he would be the biggest thing in the world right now. Like, as like, far as regarded as highest hip-hop, I don't know, just because, like, even back then, he was on such a pedestal. I mean, people respected him he, back then. He was a part of the biggest label in the West. Mm-hmm. Big was a part of the biggest thing in the East. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know that... And, and I think Pot got there by controversy. Well, yeah, everybody does. Everybody makes a list off controversy. That's what puts you on the map. So it's, I mean, with that being said, it's like, how do, how is Takashi not on this list? Well, I don't think he's been in the game long enough to influence anybody. That's the problem. (laughs) But, okay, so if Tupac isn't number one, who's number one? As much as I, when we talk about the the culture, the overall impact, I would have to say Jay-Z. Jay-Z as much be... as I'm not a huge fan of Jay Z as an artist, mm-hmm. I, I just don't I don't listen to the deeply lyrical, um, you know that he does. But I do like some Jay Z songs. But like what he does, like he turned he turned being a rapper into a business, right? That I don't think anybody else has done like he has. Yeah. So uh, Jay Z would be your number one. I mean, I I don't know. I feel pretty comfortable having Tupac at number one. But um, another thing I wanted to highlight was Snoop Dogg being over Eminem. In what fucking world? Yeah, Snoop being at four, going Pac, Jay-Z, Biggie, and then Snoop is what T.I. had it at. I, like, Snoop to me is just known for getting high. Like, people, and a lot of people smoke weed. And so they're like, oh, he gets high. Fuck yeah, I like him. Well, it's it's that. And then, you know, he was also kind of being a badass activist sort of time back in his early days. And he rapping was, about, He you was know, on trial for murder. He, you damn right. And he got away with it. <laughs> That's not being an activist. OJ, baby. <laughs> but, yeah, him being at four, I don't, like, when you have M, Nas, Wayne... Like when we get into some yeah, of these, how other do you names, have Snoop over Nas? Yeah, I over Eminem. Don't I love his laid back style, but he's not at number four. He, I, he, I think he's top twenty. I, yeah, I'd put him top twenty, but yeah, number four is crazy. That's to a me. bit high for me. Yep. Uh, next thing that I had an issue with was DMX over Lil Wayne. In what fucking world? Yeah, DMX at nine. I'll say I'm a huge fan of DMX. I'm, I'm a very big fan of dmx he's like one of the first rappers like that i really started listening to back in the late 90s um and i just i don't i don't know like we were talking about this before the show he he was the first one that came out with that aggression of grimy right grimy was the word yeah grimy new york rapper and no like that brought out the locks that brought out more, like, you know, Lil' Kim was around, but that really, like, that vulgarness came out after DMX. But I don't know to say that he's top ten, especially, like, Wayne. But over Wayne, like, I want to, like, specifically, could you put <laughs> DMX over Lil' Wayne in influence of hip-hop? Because to me, no way, Jose. Yeah, and I, I think Wayne really birthed the path for all of these BS rappers that we have right now, and like, it's shitty that Wayne, it's shitty that Wayne gets tied to that, but he started it in a good way, and then it's just like, yeah, he put the image out of like rock star lifestyle mixed with hip hop. Yes, and like that's the whole steez of everybody that's new now is yeah. sort of that. Then the hood got a hold of that, realized they can do it for next to nothing with a laptop, and then right, hip hop took a shit. Mm-hmm. All right, and then uh, another thing. Let me ask you. Th- okay, they got Kanye at number five. Uh huh. Above Drake, M, Wayne, Andre three thousand. Like, there's some big names that below the number five spot, and Kanye. 
I, I think Kanye switching with Lil Wayne would have made more sense to me. Yeah, taking Kanye from five and put him at ten, and putting Wayne up to number five, I would agree. I would. With that, that would make more sense to me. Yeah. Do you think Wayne was bigger than Eminem? Mm, as far as influence, it's close. Very close. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of white rappers right now because of Eminem. <laughs> true. Very true. Um, the other thing I I kind of thought was funny was. Well, does Rick Ross make this list? I don't know how I feel about that. Because as mm. far as in... I, I don't see the influence. No, I don't need it. Like, he... When you think about Rick Ross's style, his like whole Maybach, like, um, very prestigious rap. You know, he has like that... Um, when you listen to his beats, they're like very um symphonic almost like the strings and the pianos and like he wants this elegance to his music but like i don't know i i don't i don't get why he's on the list myself like i'm with you yeah i I can't i don't don't get that one um and then the other thing that was kind of interesting on both ti's list and and this list is um which is why I, I'm not sure if this list that we're looking at here is completely correct, like I said, because I saw some differences between what he picked and what this list says. But mm-hmm. they were arguing about Little Kim and Nicki Minaj and which one goes on the list. Mm-hmm. They were basically saying there is no Nicki Minaj without Little Kim and put her on the list. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I think they both have had different influences on the game but i think they both need to be on there i the the way i see it yeah i it's hard i don't i I don't know why it's hard for me to say like lil kim should be in there like i get that she like as far and that's the only reason is because of influence of just opening up the lane for other women to kind of be that bad sort of yeah yeah like that vulgar rap like i get it but like that's hard for me because to me she was not a good artist yeah definitely not i think it's more of an influence thing than it is you know her actual music or anything like that because i've always been of the mindset of just because you did it first doesn't mean you did it best exactly and like that's why i think Nicki minaj has to be on this list because she didn't do it first but i think she did it best yeah she really yeah she came in and set the music world ablaze yeah i I agree with you there um and then i mean other than that i mean i think it is it's a pretty good list um I love Nipsey Hussle with all my lo- with all my heart, but when they were talking about putting him on this list, I just I don't know. Just for the simple fact that let's be honest, nobody knew who he was until he died. That is again, it goes back on my whole Pac and Biggie thing. He dies and automatically he becomes a top fifty because he died. Now he was doing thing like I've I had researched some of the stuff he was doing with um you know and finding that cure for cancer and he was a he was an activist but he wasn't world like he just he wasn't worldwide he didn't resonate with the streets right like you know they said like his plays went up over a thousand percent which is massive well i think after he he died he i think he did connect to the streets he didn't connect mainstream media is what it was. Yeah, but I guess that's what I'm saying. Like the new, the New York streets, the Miami streets. Oh yeah, he was very West Coast, like right. And so, like definitely, really nothing to knock him. Like I, he was doing big things, but to say he's top fifty of all time, that's again, like I said, my whole pocket big thing. It's because he died, he got shot up into stardom. Right. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's that's kind of how it seems to it'd go. Be, like, it'd be interesting to do our own list of this because you and know, this for is us, this is what I was thinking is bringing in Big Mike and uh, and Isaac in 
so they can check us, uh-huh. and we can have a roundtable, and we can do our own. And that I was kind of thinking, you know, we that, that might be That'll something we be need fun. to do. Because like when we were looking at this and talking, like there's there's artists in here that just they don't resonate with me. And right, sure, I'm not a made hip hop artist, so I don't study it the way probably T High has. Mm-hmm. Right, he grew up in a different time than I did. Right, we, we have different influences. So like when I see like a Rakim in too short right like to you these people weren't important no like all too short wrapped about was bitches (laughs) right and like i i feel the same way with like a lot of the people like the wu-tang people on this list like i have what like never got into wu-tang that was never my thing like the the rapping style just didn't grab me Mm -hmm. so for a bunch of those people to be on this list i mean i feel like i could have made space for a lot of other people yeah so i mean yeah like our list i think would be to our generation as to where i see a lot of ti's generation throughout this list right yeah so that would be fun i think that's something we need to schedule up um, yeah, instead of an episode, that could just be a bonus for a week. Yeah, well, definitely. It might have to be like a two-parter or something where we just sit down and we hammer this list out. But, yeah, I think that's a good idea. That'd be fun. All right, sounds good. Well, let's move on there. Um, guys, and we'll post up this list. I, we should get some input on what yeah, the people think. I want to hear about that. Um, next, we're going to get into our average advice. Um <laughs> I say average because we are just two guys sitting here giving our input. Very average um, advice. <laughs> we got we got questions from Yahoo. So um, we got a question here by Max89. The question here is, I am an extremely motivated person, but as soon as I start a project, I quickly get burnt out and bored. I leave a lot of things unfinished, and it's extremely frustrating. How can I be more productive now? I have some input on this, but being you just went to something that dealt with this, yeah, Gabe, give me your new input on this. Man. All right. Well, um, when concerning being productive, uh, I think number one, the number one thing that I need that I kind of learned is that you need to have your mental state right. So you know, you need to be. In the zone, you need to not be worrying about other things that are outside influences like worrying about social media, how other people are on their journey and how far they are versus how far you are. And, you know, just get a very a very clear head on, on what it is you want to do. And then I, I learned that, number one, to be productive, um, just focus on the product. Like, nothing can take off. Nothing can be, you know, of anything important if the product isn't good. So I say um, definitely buckle down and, you know, pick that one thing that you want to master and master it. Because the people who are super productive in things are the people who take it to a freak level and want to learn, you know, every aspect of it. You know, I I listened to Rob Jerdak. He said for his first 10 years of, of... uh, business and stuff. He made some terrible decisions because he had no idea what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he's he picked up some books and he learned literally every piece that goes into financing a business and revenue and you know just awesome. all of these things. Yeah. So um, I say just like educate yourself more because if you're feeling yourself getting bored with something, it's probably because you're not evolving in the process. Like I find when I learn something new. I want to apply that to the skill that I'm doing. So I say definitely um, continue your education on whatever it is you're trying to do because that's just going to keep you interested. When I learn new tips and tricks, that's like the first thing I want to do is go apply it to what I'm doing. Yes. So just keep learning, I say. Yeah, I, I think that's that's definitely needed on the big picture. You know, I look at this on a small, smaller picture thing. You know, I start a lot of projects myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say I used to get burnt out. I can't say now that like I really do. I think, and you touched on it a little bit, I think it's important to understand your stamina. What do you mean by like, that? Like, 
uh, I'm working on a painting right now. Mm-hmm. And I can't spend... I made you a painting. <laughs> I can't spend like eight hours just working on that. Mm-hmm. Like I got to step back and give myself that creative time to recharge. You know that... Right. Like even when I work on my music, I could work on music all night because I love it. I could work on producing, but after four, six hours, it starts just not coming together. It doesn't gel. So like right. I gotta step back and you know, make myself go back to it. I love photography. Like I, I do a lot of photography stuff, but the more I tr- I edit and edit and edit, I just get I get burnt out. Mm-hmm. And so I think there, give yourself time, appreciate the process, understand the process, and don't just think about the end goal. If I knock this out as fast as possible, I'm going to be at the end goal mm-hmm. because your process is where it's all going to come together. And so I think to save yourself from getting burnt out and bored is step back from it. Yes. Um... Give it time. Like I'm I'm very big. I've, I feel like I've been big on the process for a very long time and that is like that's my biggest thing is just knowing the end product will be there as long as i put time in on the road yeah totally um there was actually a quote that came up from uh what was it russell simmons at that thing and it actually said uh don't think there's going to be gold at the end of the road instead value the process and you'll see that the road (laughs) has been paved with gold all along yeah. So boom, there it is. Yeah, it's funny because I watched a TED Talk a few years back and it was just all about, you know, when you think about where you're at in life, like think about how much you have focused on the end goal. Always. It, yeah, you, you, that's all you think about. Like we always just thought about being on this big world tour, but we never really stopped and thought about what are we putting in right now? We thought we were putting in right now for the end goal right instead of just appreciating what is here and like when we look back on what we you and i have accomplished we did some amazing things yeah right and it's like instead of focusing on that huge end our process was our path was filled with gold yeah totally like that's what i was thinking was like all the times we were on the road you know trying to get to whatever this summit was that we thought it was going to be at the end of the day, like us hanging out with each other and just that, making the memories and yes, like that was it. That was our summit. Like you know, and every day doing this, like we even when we first started this, is like think about how big the podcast can get in. This right here is fun. Yeah, and that's totally why I started this whole thing. You know, it's not to blow up. It's not to get millions of listeners and advertising dollars and Would all that. Would it be nice? Would it be nice? Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> but I do this because it maintains our relationship. You know, it keeps us talking. And at the end of the day, I think it's something that we both enjoy doing. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's the gold path on the way. So um, I would say if you keep getting burned out with things, man, just uh, step back. S- step back. Enjoy. Enjoy what it is. And yes. then, like I said, keep learning, too, because that's going to keep you keep you going. For sure. Great question there. Thank you to Max. Yes. Great question. With with some great discussion as well. I like it. So, This one's fun. (laughs) I heard about this on another podcast, actually. They did an entire episode about it. I've been following this since it broke. And, yeah, I listened to the whole episode, and I was like, what in the world is going on? So, we're not the first to break this, definitely, but we do want to talk about it. All over the news. So... Everybody's seen The Orphan, that horrible movie, where yes. <laughs> <laughs> what the, it ends up being a, a full-grown woman that they've adopted. Well, apparently, this happened in real life. Yeah. Um, in the movie? Not, not to fact-check you, but was she a real life, or was she grown in the movie? I thought she was just a psychotic kid. Is that what it, I don't know? Is that what it was I in the movie? She was just a crazy orphan. I don't remember if she was full grown or not. But I thought that was the tagline of it. But maybe fast, I could be wrong. Fast anyway. forward to real life. Yeah. Uh, we got a fucking orphan that so, was like twenty. Okay, so let's start with a couple. Okay. This couple heard about this girl from the Ukraine. I think it was. Mm-hmm. 
and that she needed a family. She had went into a foster home. Right. It didn't work out. They didn't know why. They brought her in. Fast forward, the couple left the girl and went to Canada. They moved to Canada. Right. To live with their autistic son who was borderline genius and assist him in school. Mm-hmm. And they left this orphan child. So they've been brought up on charges for abandoning this kid. Quote, kid. And the parent's story was she was no kid. She was an adult plotting to murder us. Right. So to back up a little bit, um, they started realizing that things were like a little bit off with this little girl. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I guess the uh, the mom was giving her a bath and noticed that she had a full-on fucking bush. <laughs> <laughs> so, number one... Eight-year-olds don't Eight-year-olds don't got bush. No. So she's thinking, what's going on here? Uh, eventually notices also that she has, like, all her adult teeth or something. Yes. So another red flag. Big one. Um, they take her to the doctor, and the doctor even says, this girl is either, which is weird, 16 or 22 years old. Yeah. Which I, I it was Weirdly weird. Weirdly specific. Yeah. <laughs> You're either 16 or 22. You are not anywhere in between. <laughs> but... So they actually had her birth certificate changed after that they took her they took her to this doctor. Yes. She was legally after that like 22 years old or yep. something. I think that's what they did change it to was 22. Yeah. And then um so then she's given them all this these problems and they're like, "Okay, you know what? Deuces. I guess they uh, yeah. rented an apartment for her and yep. she had been living like on her own in this apartment for a while." Yep. And um they just kind of took off from from that point. Yeah, they left her. So I want to know, why, how did the police get involved? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know that part. Um, I don't look into that. Um, I got to look into it, but like. I assume it was like some sort of caretaker or something realized that she was living alone or something and probably. Some neighbors. Called the police or neighbors or something like that. But it's like such an interesting case because it's like. Did they leave a full-grown crazy woman behind, or are they endangering a child? So, it I don't know if you'd heard, the so-called actual mother of this girl popped up. Really? What? And what? what's going on with that? So, she said that because of her condition, she couldn't afford health care. That's why she put her up for adoption. She does have dwarfism. She is a dwarf. Mm-hmm. But the mom said that that was 16 years ago. Uh-huh. So she is, in fact, according to this mom, now there is no paperwork, I guess, for whatever reason, they didn't do birth certificates or something. Yeah. Um, but the mom said she is 16 years old and wants her to come back home. So, but even though, let's just say she is 16, mm-hmm. the parents... If that is the case, whether they didn't know this or not, they still left a child. Right. And, like, the crazy part now is, like, they don't know where she is exactly. From the last thing yeah, I heard... she's missing. ...is that she's missing, and they're like, is she doing this to another family right now? Rampant. Yeah, she's gonna go rampant. They said that she was doing things like pouring cleaning chemicals in coffee. Yeah. And when they asked what... She said, oh, what are you doing? She goes, I'm trying to poison you. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's some... She if, was psycho. I'm I'm beating the hell out of a kid. Like, someone says that smearing blood on mirrors. Yeah. Like, that is some... You can't make this stuff up. It's time out. It's t- <laughs> Gabe, I don't think time out's going to cut it. <laughs> Maybe something more extreme. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, that story is absolutely bonkers. Yes, I've, I've been following it for like two weeks now, and I'm... Um, Curious to see where this one's going to go. Yeah, interesting. We'll definitely follow that one. So, big tip here, guys. If you're going to adopt, which I think is an amazing process, and, you know, bless all those that do it, um, make sure, you know, you get some accurate information. Make sure you check their bush. What? (laughs) God damn. As soon as that zipper... (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You are an asshole.
Asshole of the week. Asshole of the week. You really are an asshole. I don't know why, but I've never noticed in the background of that it says, what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> never all these weeks i've never noticed that what a dick yeah that is great well i'm glad you caught that finally that was good well yes guys we are getting into the asshole of the week mm-hmm. um this is something sports related which i am very deeply into um it's not my team but you know we're, we're just talking about someone who just does something that's just absolutely ridiculous that ignorant that it just gets labeled an asshole. You're an asshole. Yes. And this week, we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers ownership. Okay. And uh, why them? What's... Let me explain this. So, I'm a Chicago Bears fan myself, but I'm a huge fan of the NFL, and I, I follow the league. I'm sure you guys have probably heard um, about this football player named Colin Kaepernick. Never heard of him. No. <laughs> So three years ago, I believe it's been three years already, Colin Kaepernick decided to stand, take a stand against social injustice and... Ironic, the way you worded that. Police. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, he wanted to do a peaceful protest, a silent protest, and so he decided to kneel during the national anthem. Took a stand and... and He took a stand and kneeled kneeled during the national anthem. I got a wicked play on words. Mm. Um, And so there's been a lot of backlash for that, right? And he's been run out of the NFL. So this guy took, he has a winning record. He took a team to the Super Bowl. Like, he's a great quarterback. Yeah, stats are there and the the uh, proof is there. Yes, he's he's still young. He can still play, but he's kind of become the black sheep of the league. Everyone knows if they bring in Kaepernick. You're going to get the attention that comes with this whole social problem instead of football. Right. Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers this year were 1-4 mm-hmm. before this last weekend's games. And their first-string quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, went down. Okay? Every team has a backup. It happens. The backup quarterback goes down. It's getting scary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they bring in this no-name third stringer that hasn't played all year. Jalen Robbins. They, I, I, just, I, I made that up. Yep, I know because that wasn't his name. <laughs> <laughs> I think his name is G. He has a sick mohawk. He actually has one leg shorter than the other two. But anyway. <laughs> Who's measuring? So the guy doesn't have any experience. He's a rookie this year, and they just signed him. Literally, they signed him to the practice squad a month ago. Mm-hmm. Now, my first question is, because I, I get the whole social thing, right? I, I get everything that Kaepernick's been through, but how do you not bring in... The NFL's about money. Yeah. These owners are about making money. It's about winning games. So you, you're giving the Steelers asshole of the week because basically they're refusing to sign him and bringing him back in the league. They're refusing to bring in a guy who is fully capable of playing, fully capable of being a starting quarterback mm-hmm. for over half the teams in the NFL. Yeah, and, and like the things that I've seen kind of against it are, number one, the negative attention. That seems to be number one in everybody's one. mind. Is like, we don't want that that comes with it. Number two, I saw worried about rustiness. And you can address that, right? Yeah, you... He's been working out five days a week. Like, you worried about rustiness, and you bring in a kid who's never played. Yeah, I don't... I, I'm going to take a guy with it while he might be rusty. I'm going to take a guy with experience. Like, you gave this third stringer one week... I'm sorry, one month to warm up and get ready, adjusted to the NFL. You could have easily done that with a starting quarterback that took a team to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, over negativity that like an, or the negative attention it, it could potentially bring. We don't even know Kaepernick's mindset right now. Like, What if Kaepernick is like, I'm going to find a different way or I've made a big impact on this. I don't need to kneel anymore. Right. And he just comes out, national anthem plays, he's standing loud and proud. Mm-hmm. Where's the negative attention then? You know, like... Here's... And uh, so... This is why the Steelers have their head rammed so far 
yeah, Steelers have their yeah. heads rammed so far up their asses, is the fact that you don't realize that negativity sells. What? We are in the era of, if you sign that man, you are the hottest team in the NFL. Yes. Immediately. All attention. That's... And yes, it will be some negative attention, but all publicity is good publicity when you are into making dollars. Uh, yeah, I he would have been the f- if I as an owner, I would have went. I would have went there. Cause yeah. Another thing, not only does it bring attention, it's sure though I can't predict what would happen with ticket sales. Right? TV would have went through the roof. Through the roof. I think everything's gone through the roof. Everybody wants a piece of this. Everyone wants to see it. Like. I I yeah. think from that point your team skyrockets. It does. and then there's a saying in all sports, winning cures all problems. That too. As soon as you're a winner, if, guess who doesn't care anymore? If he goes on a winning streak, Steelers fans might actually, you know, I could see people stepping back and be like, "Okay, what is he talking about? He's a winner." Mhm. Maybe he is onto something, you know? Right. And I just I think the fact that you would deal with losing now they did win this last weekend, the, which kind of maybe puts a dent in this third string quarterback theory with this new guy coming in. But they they won by a landslide. Mm-hmm. But still, I'm bringing in I'm bringing in like we're talking about pro sports. I'm bringing in the guy that has a proven record, right? Not the nobody. Mm-hmm. I agree. And to do it because of fear. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just like a, a fear taking that stand. So, NFL, Steelers, still yes, you get the asshole of the week. Let that man back in the league. <laughs> Sign him. <laughs> Let's get into a fight. Whoa! I did not think about that. Just has my mind. Perfect. All right. Let's so, do it. Uh, for this rapper rumble, we got G Unit versus Migos. That way, Momo. <laughs> so, two groups that have had a huge impact on hip hop. Huge, as yes. far as far as the new school goes, as far yep. as some of the old school goes. Yep, they've both influenced both groups heavily. Yes, G Unit was putting out mixtapes like every five minutes. That's they ran the right. game. Yeah, they they did tons of joint projects. They were just the most relevant thing at the time that you could be for a hip hop group. Do you remember G Unit? They were the only group. They pulled up to the MTV uh, Video Music Awards on a semi doing a live concert. They were yes. the only ones. That was the dopest entrance. Dope shit I've ever seen. Like that was ignorant and. I love it. That's what they were about. Ignorance, just in your face. Matching jerseys. Had the spinning chains spinning first chain. to do that, I yeah, think. Yeah, that was huge. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously 50 Cent at the spearhead of it being the boss. The- <laughs> um, no, no Ricky Rose there, but <laughs> the boss. And, you know, it was just, they it was huge. a beautiful movement. Oh, yeah. When it was all together and when the game was a part of it before he started oh, yeah. slandering them and all that fell apart. Yeah. And they were, they were like big, not big as in culturally big. Like they were big fucking dudes that yeah. you didn't. Right. And you, they had the clothes, the shoes, you know, just the branding was there. It was G Unit all yeah. the way in the early 2000s. Everyone knew it. And now it is Migos all the way yep they are the group they are the wave they started this whole new sound with the ad-libs with the fun beats with the they like to use flutes a lot in their beats i appreciate that they brought that (laughs) they brought remember the recorders yeah they kind of (laughs) yeah and migos has just i mean as far as a hip-hop group goes like since wu-tang clan and and g-unit i don't know like they're up there as far as just the influence of hip-hop and things they've done, like, of all time, this is a group that's made some noise. Yeah. They s- totally started their new thing. They kind of put Atlanta on as far... I mean, Future helped do that as well, but, I mean, it's, when Migos joined them, it took it to a new level. Yeah, they're the it. So... In, in the current culture of hip-hop, Migos are... That's it. That's the standard. 
Yeah, both individual and they yeah and they all do just like G Unit as well. I mean G Unit all had individual projects. They were all great minus Tony Ao. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. All all three of them can hold their own on their own. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know who wins this one because I love them both. Like they're such an important part to me and music and uh-huh. I don't know. So this one in that that new talking point that that popped into my head this one became easy for me okay let's let's get it so while g unit is they were super big but they were headed just by 50 right lloyd banks came out with his own project and it wasn't as good right it wasn't as big well yeah he yeah. he did some features that were just kind of uh, everyone wanted 50 right mm-hmm. and then there was Young Buck. Straight out of Cashville. (laughs) And Buck, again, I think he was kind of... Individually, he was kind of a flop. Right. You know, it was all 50. The game had a pretty damn good solo career. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But most of his best stuff being headed by 50 or featuring 50. 50. Yes. So, with the Migos, on the flip side of it, individually... They haven't come out with anything powerful. Eh. But they're feature artists. Right. Their features are dope. Mm-hmm. Right? Real good features. So I feel like they're like they're stronger than that. Where I have this rapper rumble being favored is gonna be towards Migos. And the reason being, and that's a e- it's an easy one for me, because G Unit would implode. They did implode. Right. They're they ended up Migos wouldn't have to battle them. G Unit before they were getting to a rap battle, they would implode. Yeah. They wouldn't be able to get along. And for that, and it's weird because like I've always wondered how G Unit One came to be. Mm-hmm. And how did they break up? Like it almost seems like they were pieced together. Like someone found fifty and was like Well, no, G like fifty cent grew up with all those people. They all knew each other. Homies from around the way. So you, then it just seems that 50 is just that egotistical that he didn't want anyone else to have any shine. In. I don't know if it was so much that he didn't want them to have shine. was just that he was so much better than they were. Like the shit he did to Buck. It was nasty. And like the like I would never, I, I don't, I could never get that mad at someone to put them out like that. Right. And and so I think as a unit, Migos is just ten times stronger. When you look at what was this, Bad and Bougie, probably mm. their biggest song, right? And one of them didn't even like it. Well, uh, Takeoff or Offset, I don't remember. Well, Takeoff wasn't even on it. Takeoff, so yeah, he he passed on it. Uh huh. He heard it and was like, "No, nah, that's not going to do anything," and didn't. And that's when they put on Little one of the hurt. worst verses ever. <laughs> Yeah. But um, they still made it through that. Even though he didn't like the song, They he wrote through with them. Like, their interviews were a little awkward, but there was no... I didn't hear about any anything breaking them up. Right. And they're also family. Like, you know, they're all cousins yeah. and uncles and, you know, it's family, I think, before anything. So that makes them a strong group. Um, Yeah, I... You're right down the middle, huh? Sales... Flow, cultural impact. I mean, I I put them on the same plane. Just about every. I would. I you. I think flow G unit would would get me on flow because the Migos sound the same to me. Well, yeah. I I can't tell. I can't tell who's who with the Migos. Granted, I don't listen to them daily. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. They all sound the same. They have the same kind of ad libs, but. G unit, you knew they got different voices and different styles. Right. Yeah. It's just like I loved like just the sheer content that G unit put out. Like there was never a shortage of albums or songs. <laughs> you could go out next week and have a brand new album. That was awesome. Migos isn't even isn't producing at that level, but I mean, that was the mixtape days. It was oh, just, yeah. just it's different. 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 So 
I'm gonna go ahead and for the first time call our rapper Rumble a draw for me. Draw for you, yep. I, I gotta and, give it to and Amigos. And you're gonna give it to Migos, which I love because I never thought in hell ever matching these two up that that would be the one that you would pick. Oh yeah, G-Unit would self-implode. I just... Yeah, All the, right. the Migos, uh, they got it going on right now. I'm not a huge fan of them, but they're doing it. I love it. All right, so let's get in. in let's get into putting them on. Uh, we got a young artist here who was actually just signed by Post Malone's team. Um, they started working with him. His name is Tyler Yahweh, and Yahweh. Uh, we have <laughs> that way. And he's kind of got like this rock sort of. Honestly, it's kind of like Post Malone. Yeah. He's got like this Post Malone vibe where it's kind of got like that rock crossover with some pop, with some R&B. Um, I think it's a lot of his songs, not this one so much that we're playing, but a lot of his other albums, he sounds like Sway Lee. Okay. Um, so they kind of got that going for him. Um, let's just get right into this song and we can talk about it after. Cause it on so high right now I don't think that I'll ever come down Cause this feels better to me Than anybody reality I'm floating in the air like I'm weightless Flying on a cocaine station And I'm so high right now I don't think that I'll ever come down I don't know what I all I know that I'm home. 24 hours got me seeing blue dragons Finally in the heat, got me speaking different language Thinking about the world, now my mind go tragic Thinking about the world, now my mind go tragic Turn it up, so Alright, ever... right, and that is Tyler Yahweh with Hi Right Now Yeah, yeah Eric yeah. Let's get into that review. I always like for you to go first because you mm-hmm. always have the polarizing asshole opinion. <laughs> so, let's hear it. You know, it's I I oh, I like the beat. I, I thought mm. it, it had a good melody, you know, the um the guitar in the back, it was nice. As far as his sound, he he does sound like kind of like post he i heard like a little bit of a weekend in there like his melody like i don't know it just sounded very uncreative uncreative is what you're going with huh? to me i, I it, but yeah it just it seemed very elementary okay um i i, w- I can't say that it was like bad and i hated it mm-hmm. but it was just like damn he's getting signed yeah, he is the next one. Is what they're saying. That's I'm just baffled by that. Like when I when I think about the creativity of music, I feel like it's been dumbed down just so much, and it's hard for me to be like, wow, he was really creative. Like when I think about, um, ah, I would forget his name right now. That you put me onto him. Guy that used to make all of his own beats with all the weird sounds and b major b major like Mm -hmm. that guy was creative that man is creative he is the definition (laughs) exactly and so like when i hear something like this it's just he's another artist to me that's gonna come and go you think so i do yeah um when i first heard him i was definitely attracted to like the melodies and stuff i went Mm -hmm. through the whole album and kind of gave it a listen was it like that um it was it's sort of like you know that darker sort of just kind of you know, it's not for the radio. That's not, yeah. you know, that's yep. not the sound he's going for. It's more of like a kind of slow, probably listen to it when you're by yourself thinking sort of stuff. That's a lot of today's music, though, isn't it? Yeah, totally. It's just like that. It's not for the radio. It's about drugs. Mm-hmm. And it's for you to kind of sit back and get high, do. Yeah, that's definitely the vibe I think he went with on it, and I think he kind of nails it on the album, and that's, you know, that's the kind of music that it is. Yeah, so that's um, what he's doing, that's what he went for, then job well done. Tyler Yahweh, I say, keep on going, brother. Love that name. I enjoy it. Eric hates you. That's okay. I hate everybody. (laughs) All right, Eric, and uh, I think we got another one in the book. Except for my fans, our fans. Right. Actually, and I wanted to bring this up. 
Okay. So um, I totally forgot. We'll just stick it in here. Yeah. No homo. Extra segment. <laughs> um, every podcast has like something that they call their listeners, their fans. Okay. You know, like my favorite murder has the murderinos. The Gr- group chat has the Cathy's. <laughs> you know, we got to come up with a name. And we got to come up with a name. And I, I think I got it. Oh, no. It's, it's not that bad. It's actually... You know, you know how I give my reviews, right? Yeah. Okay. I was just thinking the Garricks, you know. The Garricks? Yeah. We could just be- combine our name and that will be our listenership names. The Garricks. The Garricks. Have, like, the Garricks have spoken and you lost this draft this week. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say that I like it for the reason that my name... We, we always talked about this. And <laughs> I remember you hated this. When we say our name for stuff, even in me- like when we do music... Eric just sounds better going before Gabe. Well, you've always thought so, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, Roosevelt's talking better, but the Garricks, like, we're not going to say the Arabs. <laughs> the Arabs. The Ar- <laughs> yeah, let's not call them that. <laughs> the right. So, yeah, I, I think... I think the Garricks works. The Garricks does work. You know, let's, let's maybe come up with, see if we can wing out two more. Yeah. And we'll put it up for a poll. I like it. You guys can pick. I like the Garrick, so I, I, I like the Garrick's was came to me, and I thought that might be good. I like so uh, once again, thank you for listening to the podcast, yes. everybody. Um, make sure that you submit that music, advice, questions, draft ideas, anything else to the Eric and Gabe Show at gmail Also, don't forget to hit us with that follow on Instagram at the Eric and Gabe Show. We got the polls on there. We have news content. Everything that's popping off with the show will be right there. So uh, also, don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Very important. Helps us on the rankings in iTunes. And um, as always, Eric, live Live fresh. fresh. Cheer. (laughs) That way.